Hey, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? Thanks again for tuning in. This is a really special episode today, as believe it or not, we actually have somebody in the studio. I think that apart from when Skylar Warwick turned the tables on me, the last in-person guest we had was actually the Scotland women's captain RC2, or Rachel Corsi, as she's known but to the government. And I think that was way back in June, which is wild. So I'm feeling very fortunate, and even more so, as it's my roomie, who's blessing me with his presence. But before I get to him, it's time for the usual reminders. It's kickback underscore Nadam on social media, and that's on Instagram and on Twitter. And you already know it's well worth hitting the subscribe button. That should go without saying. I mean, who'd want to miss out on some of this outrageous content? Long, but anyway, <clears throat> back to the most important man in the room. He's a friend of the show, a LeBron James hater, the captain of RSL, and was without doubt one of the best roommates I had in my career. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Albert Ruznak. Oh, I ain't happy with that introduction, Aiden. Oh, did I, I lie? To be honest. Did I lie? Did I lie? Yeah, you did. About yeah, you what? did. About, About the LeBron James hater. You're a LeBron James hater. I'm not a I'm not a LeBron James hater, but anyway, thank you for having me. Okay, let me try and say this, okay? You should say Damien Lillard fan. LeBron James hater, yeah. That's what I said. Vitaji pri Prechvani. What? Oh, so, so you don't speak Slovakian then? Vitaci, Vitaci pri Prechvani. Vitajte pri predstavení. 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 Yeah, that's better. So that's welcome. Like, yeah, uh, that's a warm welcome that. in Slovakian <laughs> right there. Yes. I'm so multilingual right now. It's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a feeling I was going to butcher that, but I'll, I'll have another try later. So first things first, yeah? No, first things first. Why am I a LeBron James hater? Why? Yeah. Why do you think I am? Um, so when it was the first round of the playoffs in the bubble you had a Damian Lillard vest on. Yeah, go on. And you were rooting for him to beat the Lakers, specifically LeBron James. But Damian Lillard's my favorite player. Okay. But, so, obviously that round, I was cheering for Damian Lillard. Did you say that they were going to beat the Lakers because the Lakers weren't very good? Yes, but as a fan, like, I'm never going to accept... As a fan of what? As a fan of Damien Lillard... Reality or what? No, as a fan of Damien Lillard, I'm never going to say... <laughs> even when it was 3-1 to Lakers, I was always saying, yeah, the Portland Blazers are going to come back. Okay. Deep down, don't get me wrong, at 3-1, I knew it's over. Oh, but okay. I'm not going to be one of those fans for two games okay. and then just give up when my team's down. Okay, know? then. So then when you progress to the next round, who were you rooting for? Houston. I already forgot who was in the next round. I don't were you, even know. For, were you for Houston or for the Lakers? It didn't matter. Were you rooting for Houston <laughs> or the Lakers? I may have said a couple of times, like, oh, Houston have a chance. Okay, but cool. All right. I never said, All right. I'm cheering for Houston. Okay, so then in the next round, when they play the Nuggets, were you rooting for the Nuggets or for the Lakers? For the Lakers, it was a wrap. You're a liar. <laughs> you are a liar. Everyone, listen, Albert Riznak is a liar. But anyway, you're a LeBron James hater. All nah, the I'm people not. who were at the club who spoke to you about basketball this year, no, you're a hater. Mm, nah, that's all right. But anyway. I'm not a hater, but okay. You are, you are a little bit. You are a little bit. But anyway, so firstly, you're a man from Slovakia. So why are you in Utah in December when the season finished three weeks ago? Um, well, it wasn't a plan. A couple months ago, that that was not the plan. The plan was to spend uh, the holidays and the off-season back home in Slovakia. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with the closest ones. But, you know, given the situation, what's happening with COVID. Yeah. Um, 
yeah some things didn't work out and basically where be specific me what and my family out? so basically my wife was waiting for a she's in the process to get a green card but mm-hmm. she was waiting for a document that would allow her to leave us and come back into the us mm-hmm. during this pandemic without any problems but yeah. now we waited for that paper for last seven months yeah and it it hasn't arrived yet and it won't arrive this year that's what we got told so um you know we just have to adapt just and and <laughs> and we'll be spending our first i want no second actually i did i spend the christmas here once so this will be our second christmas in utah okay so one thing which you did there which um is very subtle and whatever of you is you said uh, my wife the last time you were on the show you didn't have a wife how long was that ago it was think, i think it was in january so you didn't yeah, have a wife that'd be right yeah so that's just normal now you just carry on with that sort of tone like yeah my wife or you say oh I, you didn't say i got married this year it's like yeah my wife yeah, I got used to it now. It's been it's been a few months I got used to calling her my wife. Well, but first yeah. things first, congratulations Thank for that. You. Secondly, it's about time. It's yeah. about time. You put me under pressure, I'm not going to lie. Listen, it's not pressure. It's not pressure. I just state facts and you have to sort of try and take those on board. Yeah? Yeah. You're happy? Yeah. You're with her for a long time? Yeah. You share a family? Yes. And what were you waiting for? Man, was it, was it, like was it woman, weather? Man. No, 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 no. What's wrong with you? No, 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 no. You're supposed no, no, to be no, no, on my no, side, no, no, no. All my back. No, 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 no. All I do is state facts, and then you have to react to them. If you make a good case, I say nothing. But when you don't, you get married. There you go. Boom. But anyway. Anyway, <laughs> let's leave it at that. <laughs> so, I want to talk a little bit about this last season in the MLS, this 2020 MLS season. And I'll talk about certain things to do with RSL, but a lot just about the general league season itself. So I'll begin by going back to when we were in preseason in Arizona. Firstly, we were driving around. Was it Ashton, Alvin, Milan? Was there anybody else? I think we're missing one. Who would it be? Um, oh, what's his name? Oh, yeah, we're missing one. Okay. I know what what's he it, looks what's like. What's, what's, what's <laughs> look? Okay, tell me what he looks like, see if I'll figure it out. Um, I think he plays a fullback for Monarchs. Brody? No, he's a, he's a smaller guy. Um, he was new this year as well. And he ended up he ended up having preseason with us, and then he went... Uh, oh, no, he's not a fullback. You're talking about Dayon? Yes. Dayon, fullback. What is he? <laughs> He's a winger. winger. You're so, yeah, but Monarchs play with the three are, defenders listen, and five. Nah, so what do you call those guys nah, on the outside? No, 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 no. I'm not accepting He's that a fullback. I'm not accepting that from you. That's He's not a fullback. Shout out to every single one of those people. But except for except for uh, Ashton, because he can't drive at 30 yeah, years old. That's true. No love for Ashton. But anyway, I remember being in Arizona and hearing like, oh, someone on campus has COVID. And you, I was like, okay. like, mm. well, So what? But no looking, biggie. <laughs> no yeah. biggies, nothing yeah. serious. But looking back then, like we were on campus, on campus, and somebody had COVID. And when you see the way it spreads, yeah, why, why were we, why were we just chilling out like nothing was going on? Does that seem kind of wild to you now? Yeah, when you look back at it, for sure. But like, I think at the time, we didn't know if there was gonna be a real thing, you know, yeah, or if it was gonna last like a couple of weeks or what. Yeah. But I remember when someone said like someone's got COVID, and I was like, well, okay, it's like saying someone's got a flu or something. Yeah. You know, he'll be over it within a couple of days. Yeah. 
But looking back now, like, imagine that happens right now Mm-mm. in our training facility. Someone says, oh, they have a COVID. Within 10 minutes, the whole building <laughs> yeah, Evacuate. Yeah. <laughs> evacuate the building. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it was wild. But, you know, we cracked on like we did anyway. And firstly, that preseason feels like it was years ago, by the way. Yeah. It feels like it was absolutely years ago. And do you remember um, where you were when the league actually shut down or when it really hit sports? Yeah. Where were you? So I was at home. I just watched one NBA game, and then I was about to watch the Jazz, um, and that's when that's when someone ran in the middle of the court and said something, and then basically they said that the ga- the game is postponed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think they gave a reason right away. At least not watching the TV, I didn't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Like I had no idea if there was a. You know why is the reason? What's the reason for the for the game being off? Um, but I remember, you know, going on Twitter and then social media, and within few minutes after that, you know, people started saying that uh, that the uh, Rudy Gobert is positive, mm-hmm. and therefore the game won't take place. And then I think I think that was the point when all the sports started to. Isn't it funny though? Like it only got serious after somebody of value in sport caught it. Then all of a sudden, it's like, wow, we should probably wrap this up now. Yeah, everyone else before, and I was like, ah, just keep them playing. Yeah, nothing to worry about. Well, I was actually, um, believe it or not, because I was, you know, I was a prestigious athlete. I was actually in Shake Shack having a burger at the time. But you know, that's, that's neither here nor there. You know, <laughs> just it's just a moment, slight moment of weakness. Was there a TV you could watch the basketball in or not? No, I tell tell you, what I was with actually, I was with Skylar Warwick. How about that? I was with her in there, just eating something we probably shouldn't have been eating. But um, yeah, there was no TV in there, but I got notification. And then I was like, are we going to Columbus? But then the governor was like saying, there's going to be no sport in um, in Ohio. And I was like, nah, this seems a bit off. This seems a bit off. But then that was it. Just like... That's when the off-season started. <laughs> yeah, the second off-season. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I remember as well, it was confusing back then, because when they shut down from that point, they kept saying... We're going to restart at some point. We're going to restart. We're going to restart. It's going to be six weeks or it's going to be four weeks from now, four weeks from now, so on. Everything was getting worse. I was like, yeah. what, what are we doing? And I was, I remember being quite annoyed because they told us that we couldn't leave the state. And it's not something I'm used to because I'm used to being controlled by a club as opposed to a league. Mm-hmm. So the league were like, no, you have to stay here. You have to stay here. Yep. But imagine you're being told you have to stay somewhere, but they're not telling you how long for. And... I'm not rebellious, but I was thinking, like, what, what is going on here? Yeah. What is going on? But, you know, it is what it is. And then I suppose in the end, we did finally restart and it took a while. But in that time, say when we were doing nothing in particular, what were you doing that was actually keeping you, helping you stay sane and keep busy? Um, I mean, honestly, from the, from the sports point of view, um, I got myself a gym at home and I, I honestly was in the gym every day, but that's just because I had nothing else to do. Uh-huh. And at the time, don't get me wrong, looking back now, I was actually scared to go out. Yeah, I was scared to go and do normal things, go for a coffee, have food, mm-hmm. go grocery store. I started, you know, I went to grocery store the same night that the NBA game got called off. Yeah. Because I started like panicking, like what if everything shuts down? Yeah. And I remember I wasn't... So you got all the toilet roll? No, I actually went to get some stuff, like basic stuff, pasta, rice, this, that, and I couldn't buy a toilet paper. Oh, the panic. I couldn't find one roll, <laughs> and I went to three different places. And I, at that point, I was starting to think, like, 
like is it gonna be that serious like are yeah. we actually gonna be locked up in our houses for like months to come mm-hmm. um so then i got home and trying to go you know online trying to buy toilet paper online so that's what 2020 is yeah it was it was so wild and I was looking like, this is wild. All I need is toilet roll, like, because I've run out of toilet roll. But then I thought to myself, if I have toilet roll now and I go into the store and I see toilet roll for the first time in two, three weeks, can I just walk past it? (laughs) So the thing with me is I'd like to know, like, my plan was to buy, like, I don't know, whatever the one pack of toilet roll is. So let's say six. Uh But I want to know why people bought, because there would have been people who would have bought 10 packs. It's the fear, though, isn't it? It's the fear of not seeing it again. Which is insane. But how much toilet roll you use? I think that will for me... Per, that, per one? <laughs> you, you never know. Uh, yeah. But. I think um, as far as this year goes, that was the first time, in my opinion, where you start to realize that a lot of people didn't care about others. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because you know what you need. But then some people also have that fear of not being able to find something themselves. So they'll overdo something and forget what it means for other people. Get what I mean? Like yeah. you can... You can kind of, you can. I felt like you can live on less, or you can you can survive on less. You don't necessarily need this, but some people feel they need to have it because they worry about not having it. But they forget yeah. the fact that somebody walks into that store and they have nothing. Yeah, and you're walking in desperate to find something, but you can't because somebody's got everything somewhere else. Yeah, but I I also thought to myself that we live in an era that you can order everything online mm. and it will get to your door. Mm-hmm. So that's how I ended up buying a toilet paper but it was overpriced but yes one thing was overpriced but another thing is i waited like almost a month for it (laughs) to come (laughs) so there were there were there were some tough times at home yeah when you know you were trying to manage the use of a toilet paper you know um so we're talking about what kept you busy and you, you mentioned the gym stuff but one thing which we shared actually for on one occasion was with portillo when we went to play basketball yes another thing and i've I'll say to the listeners here, as a black male living in America, not being able to play basketball, I'm I'm quite embarrassed about myself. <laughs> so I was trying to I was trying to learn and shout out to Skylar again because she did help me. But as far as three point shots go, how would you rate my performance out of ten over when we played that day? Out of ten? Yes. I'll give you a. Th- oh, it's gonna be a a low three. Yeah. A low three. Yeah, and to be honest, <laughs> I can't fight it. It was like I was. Uh, I was going outside and playing and all that stuff, but I was using the like the closer three point line. I felt like I was okay. Came indoors. Oh my god! Yeah, don't get me wrong. That was far. Yeah, like, yeah. But I had nothing. I had nothing. The only the only thing that I had in my favor was that when we played like um, King of the Court or whatever, I'd just be pushing Portillo out the way. I'd, I'd just be that guy. I just turned into Shaq for that. But from the three point line, my god, like people. <laughs> Who are really good at three points or whatever you talk about curry's rounds all those people like they say it's like they're just throwing a ball into the ocean you know what i mean you can't miss bro i was like you can it. miss bro <laughs> i would find a way to miss yeah <laughs> that would that a lunch short it was embarrassing yeah well those were good times man i actually remember that when we went to play we yeah. played some one we ones yeah you were dominating there yeah portillo was really no, good, good, good to be one. fair yeah. for, for a little guy he's pretty good yeah for a midget but unfortunately he's too small it's too small to really be truly effective. Yeah. Once you figure out that, like, you know, if you just get in his face, you can't see the rim, then it's done, isn't it? Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's how it goes. So I also took up um, barista-type stuff. I know it sounds quite boring, but 
like I learned how to make coffees and stuff, yeah, stuff that, like that. that, get the art and yeah, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. You You're a coffee these big, take now. These big stupid hands know how to just pour a delightful bit of latte. Oh, would you, would you like a cappuccino? Would you like a mocha? Would you like this? Would you like, I got that for you. That's, that's, I've got my own little shop basically in that's my house. True. You know what I mean? That was, that was fun. But then the other thing as well that got me through it, which I wish it didn't, was uh, the running the Matt Harley was setting us. Oh. oh. That's what I feel like right now. Like we're at that stage again. Listen, Matt Harley, I like you, man. You're a good guy. But I'll be honest, I was not built for those off-season, in-season runs. Like it was too much for me. Yeah. I was cooked every single day. Cooked. Yeah. I think most of us were, Nathan, to be yeah. honest. Because I remember doing that run and then I had to lay down for a couple of hours when I get home. I couldn't even shower. Gosh. I felt dizzy. <laughs> um, I had a headache. My body was aching, uh, was, and I didn't have COVID. Yeah, I just yeah, ran course, the yeah. I just ran the fifty minute run that and, Matt gave us. Oh my god! Like it was yes, it, it helped whatever, but I was I was cooked. And worse still, like if I didn't do it, I know other reasons to really leave the house. Yeah. So I was like, I was doing it. Oh, let's get some fresh air and die. You know what I mean? Like that that was my energy. See, my thing was I try to do them early in the morning, yeah. so then I kind of get it out of the way. I feel like I have worked, and then I've got the whole day to myself. But what I didn't realize is I didn't eat before the yeah. before the run. Uh-huh. I didn't warm up for the run. Mm-hmm. I just went and done the run. Mm-hmm. So I think you know, what time looking back now, sometimes at seven. Do you know I I was doing some of them at like six and so on. Yeah, and the regrets were massive. Yeah, because like massive. yeah, I, like I'm glad I survived that time. I didn't yeah. thrive. I survived. But then also, do you remember the uh, Zoom sessions we used to do with Ryan Cotter as well? The strength. <laughs> He's rolling his eyes. <laughs> I swear to you, I did not even know what Zoom was before this year. I wish it never got invented. Then come about April, May time, I swear to you, like, I was done. I was like, how many video things can we do? Am I really doing push-ups on a Zoom with 20 other guys? Is this a thing? Yeah, like, come on. Like, setting your phone in a corner of the room so... Like it can record you and others to see while you're doing the push-ups, and I mean, I'm glad we passed it. To be fair, that's all I can say. I had senior privilege there though, because I got to a point where I just turned my camera off, and I was I was doing it. I was doing it, kind of, maybe. I was, I was. I heard what he said, but okay, I did eighty percent of it, but certain bits I was like, ah, let's, yeah, let's just black out the screen. Yeah, good good work, Ryan. You're doing so, really doing really well. So for all the people that know Zoom and have used it, so imagine there's twenty of us on a Zoom, yeah? And at least twenty. At least twenty. And then obviously the the coach, um, he's got his mic on on the normal. Everybody else should mute their mics because every every time someone makes a sound, mm-hmm. the main camera goes on that person and now you don't see the coach mm-hmm. and what he's saying. So imagine while we're doing it, one guy had the microphone on mm-hmm. and I think he was making a bath for himself <laughs> and he had the door open and now every time the coach was explaining the thing, the screen went on him and all I could do is his bath running. Who was we, it? Who was it? Do you remember? Sam. Was, I knew you were going to say Sam. Sam Johnson. There we go. I knew you were yeah, going to say Sam Johnson. I mean, like, and he was, and how many times we try to say like, can you, just like, mute, mute, mute your, mic. your mic. Yeah, that like, was consistent for two, three months. Yeah. And I think worse as well, like the bath thing is bad, but whenever <laughs> we're doing the exercise and it's getting quite tough, you can just hear him breathing down the mic. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And you remember the sessions? We had Zoom sessions also on tactics and stuff. Yes. Those are the ones where you, yeah, you just, turn your camera off. Yeah, yeah. But on one of those sessions, he was in the bath. So every time he moved his feet and you could hear the water, like, again, it would go away from the main screen and what we're doing. And I could see him in the bath. Oh, man. It's, and I, I, it's, it's funny looking back I'm, at it I'm, now. But I'm so glad those days are gone, though. Yeah. I, mean, I feel exhausted just thinking about it now. But, yeah, I don't miss that. But to be fair, though, the pandemic is still happening. Shout out to everybody that's still able to do it, but yep. with a new understanding, you know what I mean? Because this is not what you want. But another part thing that came shortly after that, um, this might get a bit controversial now, and I know Ryan's going to like this, but how did you feel then when you first heard this talk that there was going to be a 50% pay cut for players? Didn't like it. For just, just that's it, just didn't like it? Yeah. Do you think it was like, justified or what? Right away. Just so wait, out. there was a talk after we played the two games of the season, right? Was, we started the yeah, two, yeah. then there was a long break. Yes. And then there started to come the plans about the bubble in Orlando. Was it not the pay cut first, then Orlando? Yeah, but they were kind of both introduced at the same time, but we haven't agreed on yeah. neither yet. Yes. And I was thinking in my head, like right away, 50% pay cut, like I think that's way too much because mm -hmm. that's half of yeah. what you make. Yeah. On the other side, then they said, right, we're going to do this bubble. And originally it was going to be away from your family and friends and everyone for six weeks mm. or so. Mm -hmm. But in those six weeks, they wanted to play many games there. Mm -hmm. And then they said, after that, hopefully everything's good. We're going to play normal. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking to myself, right, we're on a break now, which like a pay cut right now during this break is understandable. Yeah, I don't think it should have been 50% or mm -hmm. it should be. Mm -hmm. But then we're gonna get to play games and we're gonna, our schedule was probably gonna be tighter than normal, which mm -hmm. it ended up being anyway, because we played a lot of Saturday, yeah. Wednesday, Saturday. So I was thinking we're still gonna play a lot of games. We won't make the 100% of the games that we should have played, but we'll be close to it. Mm -hmm. So in my head, I was thinking like, yeah, 50% originally, I thought that's way too much. So two things then, um, first one. So do you think if you don't play the full amount of games in a season, you shouldn't be paid fully? See, this is, yeah, and I see where you're getting at. specifically put you in a corner now. Yeah. I mean. Crickets. Uh, All I can hear now is crickets waiting for your response. Every, everybody will have a different opinion. Of course, of course, of course. You know, like. Mine isn't necessarily right, but go on, let me hear yours. So someone will, like, someone like myself, the way I'm looking at this is, if we're just getting a pay cut because we're not playing the full amount of games. Mm-hmm then on one side, I, it's not our fault that there's a pandemic mm -hmm. happening in the world. Yes. But then the other side, if that money of our pay cut is going to be given to the people, let's say, in our club or, or in the league that have lost the jobs, mm -hmm. and now we kind of, they won't let get furloughed. Mm -hmm. I think that's the word. Yeah, that's the word, yeah. But we can use that money that's being paid cut from us to keep them in the jobs, mm -hmm. then I'm fully for it. Mm-hmm. But what I didn't want to see is that we're just getting a pay cut and with that money that's getting taken away from us, mm -hmm. we're not helping anyone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, you are helping some people. It's 26 of us. But I not think. the people that I think that we would want to help okay. and not the people that really need the help. Yeah. So I understand what you're saying. And I think this is all about perspective. I feel like in this league, or in the MLS, players are made to feel like them having a job is them being done a favor yeah like this is oh, i'm so privileged thank you so much for 
allow me to play in your league is what that's the listen it's different for you because you're a dp but look down the other end where there are more people and they almost feel like they can just be moved on as and as and when you know what i mean like so they feel like this is this is great but then as far as major leagues around the world this is one of the ones which pays the very least i think that's probably correct yeah mm-hmm. but it still has some of the richest owners in the world as well so the two things there's a big disparity between the two yeah so when you talk about 50 percent pay cut like we get that the revenue's changed you know you don't have people in stadiums you don't have this you don't have that but the energy felt like people felt they needed to do a favor to their owners but their owners are some of the richest people not only in the country but around the world yeah so for me i'm like Okay, like pay cut is pay cut, whatever, but that feels strange. But then secondly, what I meant to say was our pay cut came in at the end of the break. Other yeah. leagues around the place were done from the get-go. If you say this is what's going to happen, it's going to be an extended period of time and you can chop it down and then chop it down, you know what I mean? Yeah. But just when people are about to start playing games again. Yeah, and that's that's another thing that we were discussing with the with the league, not like us players, but the ones that represent us and yeah. so on and so on. And that was the thing that we started to take a pay cut when we came back to playing games. Mm -hmm. And that's why it was weird because I thought, all right, well, in this three months period that we were at home, we -hmm. got fully paid and now we're coming back and now we're getting pay cut. Yeah. And we got pay cut for the rest of the year and we have played normal for the rest of the year. Yeah, that's right. That's 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 why it was weird for for me. Yeah, Yeah, it was was strange. And I think, uh, as I say, like a pay cut is a pay cut and it can be business, it can be whatever. But like I say, the energy from certain players as well, because they almost feel like they fell into the system. They were sounding like they needed, they said, oh, my pay's not justified. You know, I can't do this. I can't do that. But again, I think I've said this to you before, just for perspective. If you had $100 million, you're incredibly rich. Yeah. yeah. You're still $900 million behind a billionaire. $900 million. Yeah. You, if you were worth $100 million, could have paid the salaries for most of the league. Yeah. So imagine, imagine if you had f- four billion, five billion. Do you need people down at the bottom saying, "Oh, we need to help him out. We need to help." Yeah, and that's that's yeah. That's a lot of money. Like people, we say billion, but I don't think people feel a billion. Yeah, because you can have a million. Like the difference between a guy who has a million, someone who has a hundred million, is vast. But the person who has a million a year, but someone is literally earning, like three four thousand million like, i don't think they need your support to be honest yeah i couldn't agree more but you know it's 2020 so you know as long yeah. as as long as they're all doing well everything's all right but watching one more thing i'll say about <laughs> that just to be spicy just to be spicy don't ever let anybody tell you that the economy is the businesses the economy is not the businesses the economy is the people because the more money the people spend the more the better the businesses do so it's not about them it's about you yeah so it's never fun. forget your value do you like that one, Ryan? There you go. Dedicate that That's one to you. That's another fact. That's a, I just, I'm just spraying facts. You can come, you can disagree all you want, but just know that's my energy going forward. But anyway, um, so I need you now to talk to me about Orlando. How was that for you? Obviously, you know I did. Did, we, did we not have enough conversations about Orlando? Did you have them on mic though? No. So I had people, them with you though. Listen, one of the things of this podcast is that we have conversations which most people don't actually hear. Because when you think about it, we share those experiences, except for Orlando. But people, no one else in the room, no one else that's not in that room will ever know what we're talking about. Yeah. So how was it? Um, honestly, 
from what I expected and what it actually was, it overachieved okay. for me. Is that because you expected next to nothing? Yes, it's because I expected, uh, I mean, it was absolute lockdown, but I expected like <laughs> we won't be able to move from our room. We're basically going for training, back to room, eating in the room, can't share, can't go, you know, to your friend's room and all that. Mm -hmm. But it actually ended up being being good, I have to say, mm -hmm. honestly, when I look back. Um, I mean, uh, you know. So you want to do it again next year then? No, it's not something I would want to do next year, but as I said, so from it was, what I so expected. So it was good or it wasn't good? It was good, and if it was so going to happen... let's do it again next year. No, if it was going to happen next year, I would have a different approach to it. Which would be what? Like, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be like overthinking about it and being so negative before I actually got there. So because you did a good this job. Year, this year, I was on the edge of not going there. I was thinking yeah. like, what were like, mm -hmm. how it's going to look and all that, but... It worked. It worked out good. I have to say. Okay. So. And it wasn't as long as it was firstly planned, because uh, firstly planned it was six to eight weeks, and okay. I think we were there for shorter than a month. Okay, that's cool. So what you're saying is you'd rather not do it ever again, though. I mean, if I had the option, I would rather not do it and play normal home and away. But if it was the only way to play, okay. I would do it. The only way to play, so for the, the full season. No, the only way to let's say uh, you have a three month period and you can either be you know, training at home without any competitive games, mm -hmm. or you can go to a bubble and play five to six competitive games, I would go. So how did you feel then when you were in this bubble and then you hear announcements that the Monarchs in the USL were playing at the stadium while yeah. you were in Orlando? Yeah, see, so that, that that was one of the things that you start to think like, so why are we in a bubble <laughs> when I'm sure MLS as a league has a lot more money than USL? Yeah. And then they can somehow get the league running mm -hmm. and playing normal, and we're here in a bubble. Um, another thing that got me panicking and really panicking was upon arrival, there were just rumors, oh, this team has 10 positives. Yeah. This team has 12 positives. They're not going to take part in the tournament. They're going home. Uh -huh. I'm starting thinking, I swear I just saw like two of the guys from that team, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, walking mm -hmm. to testing because everybody tested in the same place. Mm -hmm. Everybody had their time schedule of like let's say half an hour window that this is for RSL then after was a different team different team so we didn't we weren't really so close to each other but you would walk past in the hallways and stuff yeah you know with different players from different teams mm -hmm. so like looking back at it like when those first two teams I think it was Nashville and Dallas went home and then ended not taking part in the tournament at all yeah you know and then they started moving teams from this group to that group to make the numbers up it was chaos, but um, yeah, I, th I think they, it worked out in the end all right. What I didn't like about it is that the fact that the group, the group stage games counted towards the season, yeah. but then whatever you played after is like, yeah, it was basically pointless. The whole thing? The things after the group stage, which yeah, they yeah. didn't count for the season. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Yet the winner was, I yeah. think, awarded with the Champions League spot or something. Yeah, so it, it was weird to look from the outside to see that the first three games were essentially like a league, but to qualify for a cup. Yeah, you, you know do, what I mean? That, that's when cup. it became a bit weird. Like, you, we wanted to win every game we played, and we were happy, you know, to get out of the group and then play that knockout game against San Jose. But it just, I don't know, I felt like the first three games were more competitive for us than the one against San Jose. Mm. Yeah, I would, I would agree I, with that. It felt different going into the game. Like, first three games, I was basically cheering, like, right, this is an MLS game. This counts for three points in the league. 
and then anything after that was kind of a, yeah. a bonus but it didn't feel the same yeah it felt that way when i was watching i think it was seattle and they were going up against i think lafc or something in a knockout round or something like that and they took off jordan morris with 10 minutes ago to bring on a 16 year old who's obviously a, a prospect but jordan morris is one of their top two three players and they were losing but it was like something would you do that in a in a mls game or a playoff game no. I was like, nah, probably yeah. not. But you know, everyone everyone had their own takes with it. But I think the bubble idea was one which, in the moment, it almost guaranteed games because the longer you stayed there, the safer it would become because people weren't yeah. going elsewhere and so on and so yes. forth. But then also from when you stopped that, and we had another restart to the season, which overall until the weather started to change a little bit was manageable to the point where there weren't that many positives around the league overall. I then started to think, well, what was the point in Orlando if we could have, in theory, done this from your home markets anyway? See, when I look back now at Orlando, I think one thing that would make it better was if it was no groups. Basically, each team would get a schedule for five to six games. Mm -hmm. And you would just play those five, six games and they would all count towards the towards the league. Uh -huh. Therefore, we would have played, ended up playing more league games than we actually did. Uh -huh. And I feel like... Because when I looked, when we got back from Orlando or whatever, and then I seen that the, the NBA did the bubble, yeah. the NHL did the bubble. Mm -hmm. So that's why I started looking differently at the bubble. And I was like, this is probably the only way in a sports to be played safely mm -hmm. or as safe as they can be is the bubble. So that's why I started not to think so badly of the bubble and, and all that. But on the other side, like NBA were in a bubble, but they played just like they play in a normal season. Yeah. You know, the NHL went in a bubble and they just played the playoffs like they play a normal season. Whereas we went in and tried to do a league slash cup slash don't know what it was. Yeah. So I would have preferred bubble. If we just got there, you would have played six different teams. You could have played the East the East mm -hmm. Conference as well because, you know, you don't have to travel there. Yeah, You're all in the true, same yeah. place. Uh -huh. And you would have played five, six, seven games, even more, as many as you could, uh -huh. as many as you could fit in. Yeah. And that would be, for me, a, a more entertaining yeah. And I think it would be it would be better as well and more beneficial. Listen, if you're doing it next year, just know that it came from this moment on this show. You suggested it. Don, are you listening? Suggested. He's the bubble or the way the bubble should be played. Well, you said both now, so I'll be watching from a distance see what's going on. Yeah, I'll keep you posted. You know, so the 2021 season will just be nine months in a bubble, and Albert requested some games from these, so whoa, we're going to do whoa, that. Whoa, nine months? Well, you never know. So it, Orlando... And then for the restart itself, overall, you've played with no fans in the stadium. How has that been for you? I didn't like it. I mean, the game is played for the fans and, and for the people, and they just create an atmosphere that's that's uh, that when you think of sports, like immediately, okay, you might think of the athletes that actually play the sport, mm -hmm. but then right there are the fans. Mm -hmm. Like they're the ones that create an atmosphere and like they're the ones that, help the games to be like memorable forever yeah so for example for me like when ronaldinho for barcelona got the standing ovation at real madrid stadium mm -hmm. if there were no fans like that might not be a yeah. moment that we will look back on for so many years yeah so for me the fans are, are a big part of the game uh -huh. and i'd rather play in front of fifty thousand people than pray and play in a fifty thousand stadium with no people okay so with that then when we played i think against la galaxy and they were playing crowd noise how'd you, but nobody was there how'd you compare that to just being an empty stadium That's anyway just, that was just nonsense but it's the noise you wanted though 
yeah, but you 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 don't you don't see the fans, so then you start thinking he's making the noise <laughs> like some DJ in, in my booth. head. Yeah. yeah, there's a DJ in a booth that's just playing some. I don't. Yeah, it didn't feel right. Yeah, that that was weird. That was a particularly weird game, and obviously, you know, we had a bad game as well, so that probably made it worse. But when you're hearing their fans cheering, there's not a single person in there. Yeah. But you look at scoreboard, it's like yeah, they're cheering for a reason though. That's yeah, I, I see. I see that maybe for a person to watch that game in TV, mm. and with the, the all the different camera angles you can put, and you can actually not see that there is no people there, but you hear the noise on the TV. Mm -hmm. Maybe from watching the the game on TV, it it helps you like to get the feel of the game, or it might create a a similar or more similar atmosphere to what it would be with the fans. Mm. But as a player, if you see the stadium is empty mm -hmm. and you hear the noises, that's pointless. To be fair, playing in an empty stadium must have been a step up from playing on a field in Orlando, though. Yeah. I wouldn't say the field, i just say the conditions, man. Yeah, they were, they were a bit Like I, I, I missed that uh, that 8 a.m. Is it 8 or 9? Yeah, I think it was 9 for you, maybe. Okay, 9 a.m. kickoff yeah. in Orlando. I missed that because I heard myself the game before that. But I still went with the boys like yeah. the, on the normal schedule. Yeah. But I didn't eat, of course, my breakfast mm -hmm. three hours before a game. Mm -hmm. I ate it like an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. But man, I was yawning watching that game, and not 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 because the game was bad or anything like that. It was that. a bad game, but yeah, it I know was. What you said. But it was so early, like 9 a.m., and like by the time second half started, it was humid, hot. Like, man, those are conditions that you can't like unless you do your trainings in a sauna. Like, you're not getting ready for it. It's funny you mentioned that kickoff because I would say that from the outside i remember there were a couple of games where i was going to bed here in utah and it was a game that was still happening and yeah. that was two hours ahead yeah and i thought wow like these guys man what's that like 12 30 one o'clock i think it was a penalty shootout for uh, kansas i think two million is it tim millions goalkeeper yeah. so he was making some saves at like one in the morning and i was like <laughs> while you were putting kids to sleep <laughs> you know, kids were long since asleep the kids went to bed literally five six hours earlier and i'm like I'm putting myself to sleep you know i'm just i'm just about awake to see it i'm like this guy's like all oh, these guys are taking part in a full event and i couldn't think at that point like who was that for was that just for the west coast because then it's even late for them i mean the games were late i just know that on the day we didn't play a game, um, you know, we had our little rooms that was a poker table was set up and there was a room with like the PlayStation or Xbox. And that's where most of the people hung out like mm -hmm. later at night. And I remember we had a group of six, seven that always played poker like most of the most of the nights. And man, it would be like sometimes like midnight and the second half would just start of mm -hmm. a game. Mm. and like that's why it was, so we were playing and we're thinking right it can't be that late because there's a game that's just started <laughs> second half but then you look at your watch and you're like well it's late so the 11 i mean the 11 p.m kickoff and the 9 a.m kickoff yeah they were brutal you know 11 p.m wasn't bad though but the 9 a.m was brutal um something else which i didn't get to when we were talking about fans in a stadium it's interesting because I understand what you're saying about having fans in a stadium, especially your home fans and stuff, and to be a certain extent away fans because, you know, you get the back and forth yes. and all that stuff. But if you lose out on those fans in a stadium, you, more often than not, you still maintain the fans who watch the game. So there are actually more people watching a game from their TV screens overall than there would be in a stadium. So even though it's harder to get motivated when you don't have a fan base in there, the impact still remains exactly the same. Because a lot of the people who are watching it from elsewhere, they judge you differently because they can see things more often. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree on that. But what I'm trying to say is 
for the atmosphere of the game. I, I get it, yeah. You know what I mean? For I, like, I totally from get it. when you play away from the booing you get, when you like, your team's doing well and, you know, the home team gets. It's just, yeah. I look at it that way, but I know what you're trying to say. Yeah. There's still the same or more amount of exactly. people are watching. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Like, if you think, I think the the game with the least ratings or whatever, the tournament in Orlando might have had maybe 250, 300,000 people. And, you know, you could have been at a stadium which had 30,000 people all screaming and shouting. But the 300,000 people, like, that's that's still a lot of people still taking interest in whatever. And as I say, the viewing experience is so different on TV. Like, you want to be in the stadium to feel that atmosphere as a fan as well. But on TV, as I say, you watch replays of things. You can yeah. get a better understanding of the game itself. You yeah. know, whereas if you're in the stadium, you ultimately, in a crazy way, have the worst view of a match. Yeah. But you have the best view of the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Listen, I'm just throwing facts at you. You yeah, decide how you want to take I'm, them in. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing things from a player's perspective. You, yeah, yeah. Then you're looking at it as from maybe the person or the fan no, or I, someone. I, I would rather play in the stadium with yeah. fans. Much rather. Like some of my best moments have been with fans in the stadium. But then I still understand the gravity of every time you walk out on that field as a professional, because it's, it's probably good that we never really, really realize how far anything we do can actually travel around the world. Because if you did, you'd be very wary of making a mistake. Especially if it's going to be seen like you know in all four corners of the globe. Mm -hmm. But so now let me ask you this: So you said the the least watched game in Orlando was three hundred thousand people. Yeah, I was being generous. There. I was being generous, but yeah, okay, go on. around there. So at that time in summer when we were in Orlando, we were the only sport that was played in America. The NWSL, so the women were playing in their Utah yes. Challenge Cup as well. Okay, so we were the two. I think at that point. So yeah. do you think the fact that no NBA, no NFL, no no baseball, no hockey was played. You think that's why the lowest number was around three hundred thousand, or do you think if the all the all the other sports would be played, then you think some of those three hundred thousand people would have been watching different sports? That's a good question, Albert. That's a good question. And one thing I would say was I felt like the league they wanted to get the tournament going because they wanted to be the first, even though they're ultimately the second. They wanted to be the first because they could bring in the extra audience. But when I look back at previous figures, the extra audience wasn't there. It was basically the same sort of numbers. Okay. So it kind of showed to me as well that as far as appetite goes for the products, which is the MLS itself, like it can always increase, but you've got a core group of people who watch it regardless anyway. And to try and bring somebody over, looks like it's going to take more than a pandemic, which is probably quite worrying. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I was seeing at the same time, they were watching reruns of, like, Game 7 and the NBA playoffs. I watched a couple of those, don't get me You know wrong. what I mean? I, but some of those ones, again, like, half a million to a million views and stuff like this. And everyone knows how it went. You know what I mean? So you're watching it more like a movie than an actual live event. So it was, it was tough, but then there were some games which had their half a million, you know, and maybe a bit higher and stuff. But then again, credit to the NWSL because I think their opening game and last game, which were nationally televised games, did have at least the biggest audience, if not more than there was in the, in the uh, MLS bubble, which yeah. is, you know, credit to them. That, that yeah. ended up being a good product and, you know, I was happy to have been able to see some of that as well. Yeah. Um, one other thing as well about the league, which got me, like, I can't let this go. I'm so petty. When so we didn't qualify for the playoffs and that's our own fault, yeah, that is our own fault. I'm not going to point the finger at anyone else. That's our own fault. Points per game. That's something I don't even want to. Don't even trigger me with points per game. But when you get to the point of the the decision day or whatever, sponsored by don't know, can of coke on the floor, you know what I mean, all that type of stuff. When you look at it and you see the difference in schedules between teams, that's not to say that one one schedule is subjectively hard objectively harder than another but when you say for example we didn't play houston this year 
then we were supposed to, we didn't play at Houston this year. Well, didn't know exactly, but they're in our they're in our conference. Yeah, and we were going to play played Minnesota at least three times. Three times could have been four, but I think one got postponed or something. Was played, that right? Yeah, played so, Colorado how many times? We were supposed to play them four times, but one got postponed. Yeah. So you're looking at certain fixtures, and I think it was KC played four teams four times. I think Minnesota and KC now with playing yesterday, I think that was their like fifth or sixth meeting. Exactly. So the fluidity of the league and being able to create fixtures is, or to be able to create rules and situations is good. But at times I look at it and like, well, I don't know what this is. Like, Yeah, we're not used to it because we come, yeah, I know what you're trying to say, like, being from Europe and like like the schedule at the start, this is it. Yeah, like that's the schedule. Everything is set out there for you. You mm-hmm. can see who you play when. Whereas here, but I think that's also because of the fact that the country is so big mm. and the flying, you mm. know, to each game and all that. I think it's harder to to make a kind of schedule like in Europe. Yeah, for here in MLS. But on the other side, I still think that it shouldn't happen that you play someone three or four times mm-hmm. and there's a team in conference that you don't play at all. There you go. And again, they tried to make it geographical and so on to make it fair and all this stuff. But I look at KC, I think it was, and we play, when we played them at the last game of the season, in the clips of their previous games, they were mostly just playing teams from the East. But we didn't play a team from the East from the moment we finished against Orlando in March. Yeah. You know, so it's... It's it's uh, it's a tough thing to get your head around, you know. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. It, it I know could, what you're trying. We to still say. had the same opportunity as everybody else, essentially. You know, if you disregard the points per game thing or whatever, we had the same opportunity, but just the way you got to that point was so different. Like if Houston were better, if we were better, the first time we could have played them might have been in the final or something like that. Yeah. Ever, but you know, I'll I'll move on from that and get to something more positive. I want to talk about the national team. Yeah. So. At the start of this year, what were your goals within that national team and what were the national team's goals? I think my goal and the national team's goal was the was the same thing. Cool. Like there was only one goal and that was to qualify for the for the European Championship. Which was supposed, was supposed to be, supposed this, to be 2020, yeah. but it's called 2021 now. Mm-hmm. And um, what stage were you at at that point? Did you have more qualifiers to come or what was it? So I believe in March there was supposed to be a national team window that we were supposed to play Republic of Ireland, mm-hmm. and then the Northern Ireland would play Bosnia, and then the winners would play three or four days later. Okay. So basically, for that, for that qualify, for the last uh, place for the Euros, mm-hmm. um, because in March the plan was that the Euros are still taking place. Yes. Then, when COVID hit, the March window got suspended. Mm-hmm. Euros got moved a year. And then they they added the games, the Republic of Ireland, and then the final, they added it onto the September, October, November. So okay. the three national windows then. So we were supposed to know in March whether we're going to be in Euros or not. Mm-hmm. It ended up happening in November, but I'm glad we're there. Oh, so, so you won both games, huh? Yes. It's a little flex. Yeah, we beat, beat the Irish. I mean, looking back now at the games, man, they were tough. Like those <laughs> games, uh, they were. I mean, the Ireland we won on penalties after the Republic, uh, Republic of yeah. Ireland. We won uh, the game ended zero zero, full extra time, and then the penalties. And you know, penalties are a lottery. Like yeah, um, but on that day, you know, uh, I don't want to say we were the lucky one, but you're the lucky one. I'll say it for you if you want. Yeah, in some ways, in some ways, but you know. 
you get the look. Like if you're trying to find it, you'll get it. So you sort the look of the Irish. Yeah. So we yeah. We, we, I basically like in <laughs> when we're gonna be at the Euros next year. Um, I don't think many people will be looking back like, oh, did you win three zero? You won on penalties, or you won with the non goal? What happened? Like, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, the result is the most important thing. Yeah. Great cliche. Great cliche. Yes. Yeah. The result is. is the most important it thing. Is. Because it of is. course, like, if you played in a game which your team won and you were terrible, the result's the most important thing. You won't think about how badly you played, would you? I would. But I thought the result was the most important thing. It would be the most important thing, but I'd still think about it. <laughs> you know what I Like, don't get me wrong. I think the best teams in the world or the best national teams in the world, whatever, the best teams overall are the ones that can win games when they're not playing well. Yes. Because when you're playing well, when we're playing well, like, for example, this season, um, you know, we beat LAFC at home 3-0, mm-hmm. but we were playing really well on that day. Mm-hmm. But now I look back, and this is the, I think this is the number one reason why we didn't make playoffs is because when we when we weren't playing so well and the game was there for yeah. for someone to win it uh-huh. we didn't win many of those games yeah and i think you know when when someone's playing well it's easy to win mm-hmm. because then obviously the other team is probably not playing so well but when the game is is it's like very very tight and very you know small details can decide mm-hmm. i don't feel like we have won enough of those games to then, you know, make the playoffs. Yeah, that's, I understand that. And I'd agree with it as well. And I'd kind of add to it as well because there's certain aspects of our season where we played well and we didn't get anything. Say, for example, Portland yes. away when we drew 4-4. We were, we were 4-2 down with five minutes to go or whatever, but we had more possession, had like three times more shots and stuff yeah. like this. So there's a, there's, I feel like there's a nature about just being clinical. Yeah. You know, if you're... No, it's very rare that a team will dominate another team for 90 minutes straight. But if you're the other team and you have an opportunity and you're on top for a little bit, like look how many times you got stung by a team who had a moment, took it. Yeah. And then, you know, that's it. That's it. Like you could say that about um, Vancouver, definitely at home and maybe Vancouver away as well. You know, if you capitalize on opportunities, yeah, that's that's another thing. I but, think it's better to win a game and not play well than to play well and maybe draw a game. You think so? Cause, yeah, because I think if you win a game and you don't play well, after the game, let's say we're on the we're on the change room and we're talking, like there'll be people like myself who will be thinking like, okay, I haven't played well or we haven't played well, but there will always come the but we won, we got the three points. And yeah. that's what we played for before the game started. We wanted three points. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you play well and then you don't end up winning a game, you'll be in the change room and you'll be talking like, yeah, man, like we created so many chances. Like this was good, this was good, this was good. But then the but will kind of, yeah. you you'll forget, you won't forget all those things, but it will kind of cover all the good stuff you did. And then in the end, you got one point. I think you may, you've alluded to a good point there. And I think if you don't play well, but you win, I think you show character. Yes. Whereas if you play well and you don't win, you've been missing something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And character is always a solid foundation to have. You can't guarantee you'll play well every single week, but if you have character, then at least you know you're always going to be competitive. Yeah. But so you beat the you beat Republic of Ireland, and then how's the Northern Ireland game? Man, I have to say the Northern Ireland game was a game where I think there was a thousand fans allowed in the stadium. Mm-hmm. But after so long playing without fans, I felt like the stadium was full. <laughs> like credit to them, they made they made the, they made the atmosphere for a thousand of them. Um, you know, it was it finally felt like more what it what it used to be, what football used to be playing with fans. Mm-hmm. 
and you know you would get reaction every time they go corner like you know the stadium was shaking yeah. but there was nowhere near full yeah. it was like there was like 10% of people maybe yeah. at the most yeah um and you know we we took the early lead um i think we controlled the game um they played like we expected you know all the long balls and uh-huh. the the style of football it's you're test, used yes, to test, yeah. yeah and man honestly with five minutes to go I, I thought i thought we're there i started honestly thinking about like we've actually done it and then then uh, yeah they equalized with our own goal in like 87 88 mm. and that's when a panic panic <laughs> panic mode was activated fully fully activated not just because all the thousand people went crazy in the stadium mm-hmm. But they got the they got the kind of like the 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 extra energy yeah. they needed, and then still within the ninety minutes, there was two or three minutes left. They hit a post. Oh wow! And at that point, I was like, right, the game's back on. Like it's fifty fifty now. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's it's going to be, it's going one moment's going to decide it. Yeah. And then surely enough, with the probably in the second second extra time, I feel like with ten minutes left before another penalties. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, we managed to on a on a breakaway. I think we won our ball in our own half, and then you know next ten seconds, we were on the edge of the box of theirs, and it was yeah. I mean, we we scored our winning goal, and yeah, that was a feeling that I'll that I'll remember for a long time. Okay, so that would suggest then that now you qualified, you feel immensely proud, happy, all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's just that's it. It's just blase blah, blah, blah. Like yeah, I'm happy. I'm like, is how big an achievement is this in your career? Oh, it's massive. Like it's, it's the biggest achievement that I've done with the national team by by far. I mean, I went to the Euros with the twenty ones, mm-hmm. but twenty ones in the first yeah. team, yeah, is is a lot different. Um, so, you know, a year ago, the twenty ones Euros would be the the biggest moment. Mm-hmm. I would say even bigger than scoring, like for example, my first goal for the first team or something like that. Mm-hmm. I would still take the Euros because they were twenty ones, but it was still a champion. Like it yeah, was a tournament yeah, a big event, that yeah. we, as a small country, Slovakia, we don't make every year. Mm-hmm. But this is a, this is a massive step up from man to qualify. Like I'm, I'm really happy. So it's fair to say then, since the countries qualified, when's the last time they qualified for uh, Euros? Um, so this is our third time since we're. Since we have separated from Czech Republic, that we have made a final tournament, and I believe it's the second time's Euros, and we've done World Cup once. Okay. So the first time Euros is, um, so how long was last Euro? It's supposed to be four years ago, correct? Yes. So it's going to be good. five. Did you qualify for the last ones? I think the last ones. Okay. So it's still a significant thing. And anyway. I was on the edge where. I haven't been with the first team yet, but I was in the 30 man okay. something for those Euros, but then I didn't make the cut. Okay. So, okay. yeah. Okay. So, it's the second time you've qualified or whatever. And, you know, obviously, obviously, everyone in the nation must be happy, surely. Everybody. Yeah, I hope so. You hope so? Yeah. Because I'm sure you were telling me recently that not everybody was. Some people were still complaining. Yeah, but you'll always find some of those, especially in Slovakia. Let's okay. Oh, okay. Let me get comfortable. Let's talk about that for a minute. So, who, who's who's unhappy then? Who, who's still criticizing the team, or what? What's the deal? Is it, what's not good enough anymore? It's just like, come on, like, this is therapy, Albert. Just just relax. So the way we were, Stop the way so we tight. were thinking, like players or like myself. So I was thinking, all right, this pandemic. Yes. Everybody's at home. Everybody's losing it. Yes. Like people are. Negative. Yes. So surely, if we if we beat Northern Ireland and we qualify for the Euros, mm-hmm. like more than ninety percent of the people and the fans, 
they they got to take that as a as a big like I don't want to say energy boost but a big positive thing. Mm, national pride, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, two days after we play Northern Ireland and we qualify, we play Scotland in the Nations League and we have to beat them to be able to stay there. And we do, we beat them 1-0. Mm -hmm. And Scotland was on the I want to say 9 or 10 games unbeaten run. Mm -hmm. Like they got a new young squad. Yeah. And they've done really well for the past whatever games. And I believe it's also the first time maybe ever that they went to Euros. Uh, I, mm, no, oh. they were Euro 96. Okay, or it's their first time in like 20 years or so. Yeah, or something yeah, right, like yeah. that. And, you know, we we beaten them at home 1-0. So it ended their run. And I thought we played really well. Forget about the results. I thought we played really well. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we're in, we're in the change room after the game and, you know, we're talking, we're celebrating, everyone's happy. And then, you know, someone pops up the first article that came out after the game, 30 minutes after the game ended. And it said, I don't remember word for word, but it said like, after, like Slovakia beat Scotland 1-0 after a, after something like, not good enough performance. I don't want to say it's a poor yeah. performance. Yeah. But there was just a negative thing in the headlines mm -hmm. three days after you qualified for Euros and you have been in Scotland, so you have still chance to stay in the Nations League Group B uh -huh. or uh, the second second group, yeah. second division. And like, like I'm tr I'm trying to think it as a like if I was a reporter or if I was a if I was a fan. Like, it's going back to the point, like, even if they thought we haven't played well, which mm. I thought we did play well, mm -hmm. like, you have still won the game. It's three days after you qualified for Euros. Like, you know, whatever you put in the head title, many people... Um, that's what they'll look at. That's yeah. what they'll look at. And many people will look at the, will look at the, the title mm -hmm. and won't read the story. That's true, yeah. So then, therefore, for someone who didn't watch a game, looking at that, then you think, oh, they played poor once again. Because <laughs> even after the Northern Ireland, the title was, yes, we have qualified. But like when it's you started reading the... through it, it was it was not all good. Okay. You know what I mean? Do you um so when people write those headlines, do you think they do it for themselves or do they do it for the readers and whatever? The way I feel like is the more I don't want to say it's, that anymore. It's so funny. Like, it's I'm, watch, like I'm watching you dance no, around I'm, this. I'm, I'm trying to find the right word. Just attack I don't somebody. Say, attack somebody. I can more, see you dancing around it. Just relax, don't. Just relax. Relax. relax <laughs> let me breathe. <laughs> I don't want to say the more the negative the title is, the more readers it's going to be. It is that but way, it's, though. It is I'm that trying way. to find a different word for negative. But Contro it's probably, Controversial. Yes. A negative is closer to controversial than positive. So maybe I'll stick with negative. So the more negative the title is... I feel like the more people will read it. Mm -hmm. And the point for the for the journalist or whatever or whoever's putting these uh, these articles in the papers or in the online news whatever is they're trying to get more re they're trying to get more well, yeah. people to read it. They're not they're not trying to put out the truth. Yeah. They're just trying to get more readers in. So one thing I have learned from this experience looking back now what was written in the Slovakian media for the past you know, a few weeks after the after the game, is that the best thing is to not, honestly, it's not to read. Not it's to read? Not to read the media, not to read the stuff that's written. Okay. And that's just because what? You don't believe it to be true or you just don't want to listen to it full stop? 
No, because it's not the first time that in my career that I have written, uh, read, read something that I fully didn't agree with. Mm -hmm. But then, like, you can you can look, and I'm gonna get a bit spicy. Ah, yes. Here we go. Here we go. So Here if you go. get into too much details, which which we've had enough time, which I've had enough time um, since since we qualified and all that, since the national team. Um, under each story that's written, there's a name who wrote the story. That's correct, yeah. And now I have I have looked up to the guy who wrote that that story about yeah. us being in Scotland and playing poor and this and that. Mm -hmm. And the one that was taking jabs at me mm -hmm. after after some of those games, after the Northern Ireland game, for example. Then I looked at the man and like <laughs> I felt sorry for him. <laughs> like you know what I mean? The 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 guy the guy and the sports, sports, not yeah. football, yeah. the man who wrote it, and sports in general, are so far apart. Like, yeah. oh my goodness. It's like, I don't know, man. It's like me trying to build a, a rocket that will go to Mars next year. <laughs> like, it's just... And then at that point, I was like, one thing is I felt sorry for him. Mm -hmm. One thing, another thing is I was thinking to myself, so like, you read that and you kind of you felt bad about what was written about you and about the team, mm. but it was written by this guy. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, I wasted so much, so much time and, and energy over a, a nobody. Yeah. Like over a person who has, who's never played the game, mm -hmm. who never even, never coached the game, never mm -hmm. even like, I don't want to say study the game, but maybe even that's a term, like never even yeah. like, does he understand Learn. the game? No, yeah. no understanding at all, man. Like, oh, this, I'm glad you've said this because we have spoken previously about yeah. this, and I tried to say like some some of the stuff that gets said, or most of it, is so irrelevant. The the more you take on board, the worse it will be for yourself. Exactly. You carry that on your shoulders, but yes. it really doesn't matter because the opinions are the ones who matter the most, are the ones who pick you on a week-to-week -week basis, yeah. the ones who are coaching you on a day-to-day -day basis, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that matters. You want to be liked by fans if you're doing all the right things. You want to be liked by your teammates, liked by the coach, and that's great. But somebody who's sitting in a box somewhere that's watching a game with an agenda before you even begin, who's trying to do something for clicks and so on, like, why do you care about that person? Yeah, I, I think, think I think I have to say you help you helped me in terms of when we had this conversation yeah. after we came back. Um, you know, when you said it, I kind of took it on board and then thought about it for a couple of days after it, and then I came to like an ending that that you're right. Like it was it was a it was a big help from you what you said to me that day. I won't repeat it all. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, listen to this for perspective. Yeah, so say for example, I say the name's James Miller, yeah, and you were with him at City for a bit. Yeah. Some people from the outside hate him as a player. Some people from the outside like him as a player, yeah? But there's one thing I know is that he's played nearly 800 games for some of the biggest teams in England, yeah? Yeah. So if everybody wants to tweet into him, Instagram him, saying he's this, he's that, he's whatever, does it matter when he's played? He's, the, I saw his stats the other day. The least amount of games he's played in any year, if you include, uh, say, the league and cups, is 38 games in his career. The most he's played has been like 50s plus. He plays every single week and has done for 15, 16, 17 years. Whose opinion has mattered in that time? Yeah, the coaches and, and the people that were with him. Exactly. And let's be, let's be very clear here. He's not playing for a yo-yo team or whatever. Yeah. The guy has been at 
Leeds United, who are huge, Newcastle United, Aston Villa, Man City, Liverpool. Yeah. It, nearly 800 games. Yeah. Imagine, Couldn't it, agree more. Imagine if he's like, oh, sorry, sorry, Jürgen, I, I can't play this week because uh, Tom from... Um, from the Salt, oh, sorry, no. Let's let's get, let's say Alex from from Salt Lake Tribune wrote something in saying, uh, you know, I don't think Milner's good enough to play for Liverpool. Sorry, boss, I can't play. Yeah, it wouldn't work that way, would it? Yeah, I know. So then, why do you treat it like that's a thing? I don't know. Like maybe that was another another thing that I needed to 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 overcome or something mm-hmm. in terms of like. Then when it happens again, then I react to it differently. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just for me, like um. I'm obviously I think I'm different or whatever, but I couldn't care less what people think about me apart from the people who I see on a day to day basis. Because they define what my career looks like as opposed to people from the outside. But I was I always thought I'm that way as well. Like <laughs> like when there were like smaller things than this, like I wouldn't honestly I wouldn't care. Yeah. But this was because it was such a big thing as qualifying for the Euros and then reading that, then that was probably like the biggest the biggest thing mm. in terms of when like my name was was put together with uh with so many like negatives and so much wrongs mm-hmm. yet after we qualified for euros you know what i mean yeah yeah so that was probably the biggest the biggest negative feedback that i got in my career and that's why i probably spent longer time thinking about it and 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 trying to understand of how that person saw it or why he wrote it but in the end i got nowhere so so to describe what we're up against in certain ways ronaldo last week just scored his 750th club goal yeah yeah 750 i still prefer messi i don't call ronaldo a bad player because he's just scored 750 goals yeah but some people will defend messi to the bitter end and say ronaldo's no good yeah just just let that sink in that's extreme though but yeah do you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. at the very, very top end, yeah. and people are so like tribal about it. It's Team Messi or Team Ronaldo that they yeah. hate the other. Like no, because the two of them are incredible. Yeah. But someone can express an opinion like one of them is overrated and no yeah. good, and you'd be like, hmm, okay. So if people are doing that there, imagine how easy it is for them to have an opinion about someone elsewhere who wasn't necessarily at that level. And I think for you, like, if you can overcome this. Not anxiety, but this feeling of like searching to see what people think about you yeah. from the outside. Then the way that I see it is like you can achieve almost anything you want in in your career because your ceiling is a lot higher than you realize. But if you listen to some people, you'll start to think that it's a lot closer than you think. Yeah, I agree. You know, you say you, say you agree, but listen, no. I'm retired now, so I'll be I'll be watching you. I on know, a week-to-week I know you basis. will, and I'm not saying it just because I'm on a podcast and be like, yeah, yeah, I agree, Nadim, everything. Um, I didn't agree with you that I'm LeBron James hater, so well, you are, you know, but um, you didn't need to, but you are. No, but I'm not saying it honestly, just for the for the sake of it. Yeah, it's it's just it's a thing. I'm have a different mindset. So for all the journalists that are going to listen to this podcast, <laughs> don't 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 try and come at me with listen, some dumb stuff. Let's call it what it is. It's good to be liked. Everybody loves to be liked. People don't really enjoy being hated, but there's some people who are firstly energized by hate. And some people just disregard it. Both those people can perform better than people who get limited by listening to other people say stuff which they disagree with. Yeah, and I also think like people talk about you if you're doing something good. Well, if that's a, that's what I was gonna say. Would you rather be in a? Would you rather be insignificant for a team, or would you rather be significant enough that they talk about you in, as a person? Because we yeah. say for even at RSL, 
there's some players who I know, fans and whoever, don't have an opinion of because they don't see enough of them. Mm-hmm. But if you're, you have the opportunity to be out there, either as a voice or just playing, then clearly you're doing something right. Yeah. So never doubt yourself. But let's let me go um, sideways a little bit here. So 2020 was the first year in a significant while that you played fantasy football. Is that oh, right? Oh my headache! <laughs> oh, Nathan, you've come just right at the right time. Because if you remember correctly, I have sent you a message. Yes. Yesterday. Yes. Saying, and before I say what I said, I remember you saying the first thing to me. The first thing to me. When I said to you, I'm joining a league in Fantasy Premier League. I'm joining a league with Luke Mulholland yeah. and his mates. Yeah. And the first thing you said to me was, wait until you have Man City players in and Pep starts to <laughs> rotate players and you have no idea what's going to happen. And I have had a headache for three days uh, trying listen. to pick a team for this week because last week Man City played Burnley at home. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I was thinking a lot of goals for City, clean sheet for City. So I picked Cancelo, Sterling, mm-hmm. and De Bruyne. Mm-hmm. Out of those three, only one played. Yes. And That's I ended up having two zeros <laughs> next to Cancelo <laughs> and next to Raheem Sterling. <laughs> and and I'm like a week passed by, and now I'm like so sucked into the game. Yes. That now I watch like. For my fan, like, I don't want to say pointless, but I'm watching Champions League Man City to see what team is put out to yeah. then who can play. I'm watching Europa League teams like Spurs and Arsenal, what team they put out, mm-hmm. so who's going to play at the weekend. Mm-hmm. And I've still got those three in my team for tomorrow, but I don't think Cancelo's playing. Fantasy football for me, when you asked me to start the year, will I play? And I said, nah. Yeah. It was one of the most stressful years of my life trying to deal with a team on a yeah. day to day. But I love it. Week. I no, love it. I hate it. I love it. I hate it. Like... This is something, you know, there'll be lots of fans listening today who play it as well. And I'm sure they'll be trying to reach out to you to try and join the league and so on. But I hated it, Albert. When I would be in my house and it's like, oh, there's been a goal. There's been a goal at... Um, You're trying to get the fake assist of the saving yeah. post. <laughs> there's been a goal at Turf Moor. Like previously, I wouldn't care in particular about that. Yeah. But when you've got Josh King in your team, you're like, oh... Come on, Josh. Hopefully you've done it. Hopefully you've done it. Yeah. And you find out someone else. I'm getting angry at like Burnley v Bournemouth like last yeah. year and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing I'm trying to do is I'm trying to stay away from like that hate factor. Nah. That when you nah, pick, nah I'm away nope. from it. Like nope. I, no, 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 no. Nope. Nope. If nope. I pick, if I pick like for example, I don't know, a left back from Villa, and a right back from Villa is the same price. And I was thinking about them too. And then the right back from Villa gets two assists and gets three bonus points. Mm-hmm. And my left back does nothing. Like I'm not building hate towards that player. Okay. Like I'm I'm not that guy. I'll be I'll be I'll be upset about it. Mm-hmm. But like I'm not trying to build hate towards any player that listen, I pick or I don't pick. Listen, I don't have hate towards players, but I was very angry at that time. I'll be very, very clear about that. There was, yeah. There was one particular point. When I think I had Pogba in my team for a few weeks, and Pogba to me is a brilliant player. Like I prefer it if he wasn't playing for Man United, but he's a brilliant player. United have got lots of really good players, and I think he. There were, there were two occasions. The first one was I think he was my captain, and he was playing in a game. Penalty, brilliant. Pogba step up. I'm like doing a little dance. I'm in my group chat's like, yeah, here we go. Points, points, points. Oh, he missed the penalty. I had minus eight points because he was my captain. Nearly broke my TV. Yeah? yeah, that hurts. Next one. 
another time, they were playing against Newcastle. The game was horrendous. Yeah, he was on two points. And the way I did fantasy was head-to-head. So every yeah, point, every yeah. point mattered. It was emotional. Every yeah. point was emotional. Not like, you know, you can make up next week. Like, no, you're playing for three points this week. You know, Pogba played, um, it was against Newcastle away, I think. And I think he played in, did he play in Lukaku? Maybe he played in Lukaku. Running through last minute of the game. Oh, Pogba assist, yeah, great. Bro, he missed, he missed the chance. I swear to you, I nearly brought my TV again. <laughs> this is me about United v Newcastle. Yeah. Who That's does, where I'm who at. Who does that? No, you no. Nah, That's nah. where I'm at. No, you're not. Nadem, I watch every game. I got I got apps now that will stream every game. Just you wait. And it don't matter if Burnley's playing Villa or right. Man City's playing Liverpool. I am watching that game okay. if I have a player in okay. my team. Just you wait. Just you wait. When the season starts to progress and every point really, really matters and you're looking at like, oh, do I go Salah or Mane? Then you pick the wrong one. Yeah, just you wait. I've been there, done that. Just nah. But I picked the right one, I think, so far. You've not lived it yet. You've not lived it yet. Do you know if you were, um, I meant to say this, if you were in the Premier League playing, would you pick yourself in fantasy? If I was playing? Would you pick yourself? Yeah. You would do? Yeah. Then I'd be mad at myself. All right. (laughs) But then, I I, like, the first time I would do it, I'd think about it because, like, when I played and I would miss a chance, would I be mad because I missed the chance and we didn't score a goal? Or would I be mad because I'm not getting points? Oh, imagine if, you, yeah. to be fair, for you, imagine if you did it, you kept playing people through and they were missing chances. Like, oh. you'd be losing your head on the sideline. I'd probably smash him the next game <laughs> if I'm playing against him. All right, be honest here as well, yeah. Have you ever played yourself as fi- at FIFA? Uh, On FIFA? Yeah. And how did that feel? Great. You, would you still do it? I still remember the first FIFA that I was at and I was in Man City, like the... 50th man that was on the game or whatever <laughs> my overall was like 55 mm-hmm. or whatever but i was i was buzzing because i was the first i don't play the the latest fifas yeah i haven't played that for a while and definitely not with myself um but the very first ones that came out like yeah like when i was a kid for sure yeah and how did it feel doing that because i remember i i loved it i loved myself. it too my, I, was cr- I was i was crap i was hey, horrendous i was forcing stuff to go through me don't get me wrong like everything had to go through me i'm nearly, sorry nearly, nearly brought a tear to my eye when i scored as well Bro, it took I me about was, 10 attempts i was so busy that after the games the fifa gives play ratings yeah. i even looked at those and see how i did <laughs> <laughs> but uh it was it was one of the things though when you were a kid and you played fifa with all these big players and let's say someone was two three years older than you and it was firstly added to the game mm-hmm. like i was buzzing for them yeah that they're on a game and i played with them so yeah. when it came to a moment where i was first on the game i was buzzing like yeah. yeah i think i remember as well i don't know if you were part of this but when there was a whole football manager championship manager thing yeah when i first arrived on the game i was a striker what <laughs> listen i used to be a striker i know <laughs> crazy <yeah. laughs> but yeah i used to be a striker and i was good as well and i think there was one edition of the game where within three four years i was one of the top scorers in the premier league when people would come up to me and say, oh, I got you on Football Manager, you're incredible. I was like, yeah, you know. <laughs> you know, it's just how it is. You know, simple, of course. Oh, my God. What? I still play manager to this day, though. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was a fun game. Yeah. It was, it's thankfully less stressful than fantasy anyway. But let's go sideways again. I'm just going to ask you a few would-you-rathers, and then we'll be wrapping up because you've been here for a long time, and I appreciate you. So, <clears throat> where's the first place you'll go to when you've got more freedom to travel the world with your family? Maldives. Friends. Vegas. Vegas. You go to Vegas down the road. That's it. Yeah, but when I have time, oh, like... Oh, hang on a second. I've just realized. So you've just been to Vegas, haven't you, with your family? Yeah. Also, it'll be a different experience with your friends. 
Yeah, we'll do different things. Ah, okay, cool. Catch a few like shows and stuff like that. What? Catch a few shows like theater, you know, all that nah, type of stuff. I'm not into that. Not yet. <laughs> okay. Um, would you rather be the captain of the of a struggling Slovakia side or be a sub for a successful one? Captain of a struggling side. You think you could say that criticism now? Yeah. Nah, I respect it. This is progress. This therapy really works. Yeah. All right. Would you rather finish second in the league for the rest of your career or lose in every cup final for the rest of your career? Say that again. So it's really easy from what you said, I think, but I think I got you it. You finish wrong. second in the league every year or you make it to every cup final, but you lose. Man, that's negative, negative. Yes, yeah. it is. Um, so obviously, if I if I lose every cup final, I might win the league. And then if no, I it's finish two second, separate things. Two yeah, separate and if things. I finish second in the league every year, then I might win a cup. I'd rather win the league, so I'll take. No, the, you don't. You never win the league. There's no option to win the league. There's no option to win a cup. But you've got to pick. You either finish second in the league every year, and then the cups like you go out third round, or you finish, or you always finish second in every cup. We never come close to winning the league. Second in the league. Why? I don't know. I, I see league more important than a cup. Really? No. Okay. Um, would you rather be bought to replace Messi or to replace Ronaldo? Specifically, they say we've bought Albert Rusnak to replace this person. Good luck, Albert. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my Lord. I'll take Messi. Why? Um, I like the style of play of Barcelona more than Madrid. So you think that you're closer to Messi than you are Ronaldo, yeah? No. I'm, no, that's, that sounds like I'd what you said. I think i more style of play that's of Barcelona sounds, than Madrid. That, that sounds like what you said. You said you're more like Messi than you are Ronaldo. My answer is I would rather replace Messi at Barcelona. Okay, imagine the pressure of that. Though. Oh, my God. Like in the next two, I'm three already years, sweating and I'm saying it. <laughs> in the next two, three years, that pers- that moment is going to come and like someone is going to struggle so bad off that. Like, yeah. If you're not scoring 60 goals a season, like what's the point in having you there? Yeah, but I think they'll have to come to realization that there might not be a person who will score 60 goals a season. So just try and get as close to 60 as you can. Like 50. That's enough pressure. So. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's crazy. Isn't <laughs> Let's it? say 30. Right. Why are you going 50s? I know, I know. <laughs> so would you rather lose the ability to speak English or the ability to speak Slovakian? I'd rather lose the... Ah, that's a tough one. I was going to say, I, right away it came to my mind, I'd rather... Lose ability to speak Slovakian. I knew you were thinking that, but yeah. you just disregarded your whole family and your roots by saying that, huh? So go on, I'll let you have a Yeah, but many, many, it. many, many, many of my friends and, and family members, my parents, I would I would have a chat in English. Um, I'll say Slovakian. Really? Right. Albert sold out everybody. Um, would you rather win with a team that plays no football or finish second with one that plays the best ever? Say that again. Would you rather win? This. Would you rather win a title with a team that plays like no football? We're talking like old school Stoke. You're not in the team unless yeah, you can take yeah. a long throw in. Yeah. Or you finish second for a team that plays as good as say Barcelona 2008 or whatever. Win with the with the worst style of play. Really? Yeah. You think you'd enjoy that on a day, on a weekly basis? No, but I would enjoy finishing first. Ah, so you're all about the wins, and not about the style points. Yeah. No, okay. definitely. All right. So for what's been a wild year then, what's been the highlight for you this year? 
qualifying for the Euro. Oh, you know, this is the problem, Ryan. You, you got it wrong. You got it wrong. Getting married to set up the rest of your life is the best thing you've done this year. But we're so talking about sports, sports, sports. No. I was looking at it from I didn't say anything about sports. You need to change the question in, <laughs> to get that question out of me. Okay. So including everything, not just sports, it's been a wild year. So what has been the highlight for you, Albert? Wink, wink. Getting married. Oh, there he is. My boy is grown. He is a man now. <laughs> he is a man yeah. now. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, yeah. and now. So that was Ryan's question. No, that's my question oh, to you okay. always. So I'm why just, did you blame him? No, because I had a few. I, I basically set you up. Okay. Because I, I put the thing in brackets that you should say married, but I knew you wouldn't. Okay. So I set you up. Um, so now, just in general, again, what are your hopes for next year? My hopes for next year. Yeah. Like we're talking sports or life? Because I'm not getting married again. Every next cross year. everything. <laughs> I'll cross everything. Um, now nah, I'm going to talk sports. Um, what I'm hoping next year. Well, obviously, there's two things. There's a club and there's a national team. So I'm going to start by saying the club stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I'm I'm not even going to say I hope we make playoffs because I don't feel like that's an achievement. I'm going to say I'm really, I'm really hoping that I can lead the team and help the team to making it to the conference finals at least. Mm. I think that will be that will be my goal. Um, I'm fully aware of the of the role I have in this team mm -hmm. and how much the stuff I do on a daily basis and the way I train every day, whether it's going good or bad, and how I how I play and my attitude, whether stuff's going good or bad, how that will impact other players. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so that 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 will be my goal for uh for uh in terms of what i want to do here and then going to national team obviously uh, the groups looks very good who's in it spain sweden poland slovakia okay it's a good group um yeah i think we're the favorites now yeah without question um to qualify last means you're the favorite yeah um so to be honest with you, I don't know if it's automatically just the first two qualify or there's gonna oh, be the third best place, third, whatever. whatever. Okay. Um, but I know at the last Euros we managed to get out of the group and play Germany in the in the next knockout round. So I'd be I think it'd be really good if we if we if we got out of the group. I think that would be a, a huge success. Okay. As for the as my closing statement about RSL, I think that they're not, I'm saying they now, because I'm, I'm part of the ops now, but they're not a million miles away from being competitive. But I think there's a bigger jump to being elite in this league. And I think it's possible, but I think they need to make the right decisions from now to say the start of the season to get to that point. And as I say, it is possible. But say, for example, we could have made the playoffs this year if say we beat Vancouver twice, yeah. you know, but doesn't necessarily mean that it's a great season because all we've done there is beat Vancouver twice but then still lost all the other games that yeah, we lost you yeah, know yeah, 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 it's yeah. about perspective but the reality is the top this year the people at the top would seem like they were a long way away from people who were just about making it into the playoffs so I think if the club this year, this year can decide what they want and I think in some ways being able to start from scratch maybe with new ownership and stuff like that maybe they can build from the ground up and create a culture which is designed to be at the top not just one which is designed to be looking around seven and eight to see if you can sneak in there. 
instead of you know yeah i think the the thing you mentioned about owner i think that will be i don't want to say like a fresh start but it will be a big thing in terms of you know having new owner because as of right now i don't know who our owner is i don't know if we have one i don't know who's in charge of saying like how how big is our budget for next year mm -hmm. and who we can bring in mm -hmm. and this and that mm -hmm. um so there's still too many question marks but i mean i would I would uh, I would love to see this situation um, and us getting a new owner. I mean, ideally before we start the season. Yeah, that would be ideal. And one thing about the club is always say is the culture starts from the top. Yeah, you know, it doesn't just exist at the bottom. Then you try and work it up. If it doesn't start from there, then there's nothing that's going to happen down at ground level. <clears throat> so I hope to be able to see you play in the Euros next year. I hope it's not just in Russia like you've suggested, because I'll happily fly to Dublin. I'm not sure if I'm going to fly to deepest darkest st petersburg or whatever to go and watch you play st petersburg's nice it's not around the corner though yeah i get it dublin's closer I'll Listen, give you that's that. less than an hour's flight i yeah. could dip in and out see the game you know what i mean see what's yeah. cracking go my slovakia shirt i'm sure that i'm sure I'll just blend in in the crowd yeah but um yeah the hope is to see see go and perform there play well middle fingers all the haters all that good stuff and you know even though we won't be sharing rooms on the road anymore i'll be still be expecting the highest standards from you and the stuff that you said about the team is massive because I think you can be a good captain and a good player for this team and a big player in this league. So let me just say one more thing before we go. Jaquim Tibrat. Jaquim Tibrat. Jaquim Tibrat. Just in case anyone wonders, because you know Top. we're multilingual here. It's like, I read that from you, Nadim. I read you know, that. Right? Like we, we, I do my best. I do my best. So there you go, guys. Um, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed hearing a conversation that wasn't reliant on a strong Wi-Fi connection, which does seem kind of wild for 2020, I know. But also, thanks goes out to the podfather himself, Mr. Ryan Hale in the back. And lastly, thanks again to Mountain Air Studios here in Draper, Utah for the courtesy. So guys, just to, to close, basically be sure to stay tuned and be ready for whoever is talking that talk next week. Bye for now.